Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. Today's Beef Watch podcast is the second in a series of four podcasts focused on silage production and management. These podcasts, as well as the topics and the guests, are from the 2020 Silage for Beef Cattle Conference that was held online in a joint effort between Nebraska Extension, Lollum and Animal Nutrition, and Iowa State University Extension and Outreach. Today's podcast and the focus of our discussion will be focused on how to harvest silage under adverse conditions. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Renato Schmidt, who's a technical service specialist with Lolliman Animal Nutrition. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Schmidt. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Dr. Schmidt, before we talk about the topic that we're going to discuss today, which is what are some management practices producers can utilize to help them mitigate some of the challenges that occur when they're harvesting silage under adverse conditions, Show with us a little more about yourself, your background, and your role there with Lolliman Animal Nutrition. Okay, sure, Aaron. I'm originally from Brazil, and I grew up on a dairy farm that turned to be a beef cattle operation afterwards. And uh, I'm an agronomist by training, but then in grad school, I went to animal science. And I came here to U.S. to do my Ph.D. at the University of Delaware with Dr. Liming Kung, and he is one of the you know, icons on silage research. So I was fortunate to experience all that research with different, all types of additives that we can think and different crops, conditions, etc. And right after I finished my uh, degree, it was a pretty easy step, if you will. I just joined the, the company, Lalaman. I did a lot of research with some of their products, the bacteria, and it's been uh, over 12 years already. Well, as we record this podcast, we're sitting here in midsummer, and as we're looking towards later part of the summer, that's typically a time when we see a lot of corn silage as well as sorghum silage harvested. Sometimes also we can see some adverse conditions when we look at silage harvest. Give some perspective on some things that producers can do that may help them from a management perspective to get the best quality silage they can when conditions are not optimum. Yeah, uh, I decided to put a presentation together on this topic uh, based on the season that we had last year, actually. So if you remember, we had a very, uh, especially here in the Midwest, we had a very cool, wet spring. The planting of the corn was really late. That led to like a delayed harvest and people start to go into the field and the plant was either too immature or too mature. So then we start having to make these decisions. And so then we also had some excess moisture throughout the season last year. It leads to interruptions on the harvest, lots of issues with uh, tractors, machinery being stuck in the field with the mud. Uh, people that wait like really long to do the harvest, especially in the northern states and in Canada, also they had to face, you know, harvesting frozen forage and what type of fermentation they would expect. And normally we have all those, you know, issues more in the central part of uh, U.S. and western states with always some issues with the temperatures, high temperatures. I think last year, especially in Texas, Arizona, during the uh, pollination, so that had an impact on the amount and the tonnage and the quality of the corn, uh, also drought conditions. So I start seeing all these different challenges and then I decide to put this presentation together just to give like an overview what we should expect 
on maybe like each one of these just to give like some guidelines. And uh, it's interesting that we also had some issues with uh, short storage or very low inventories. And we see a lot of these tech articles this year speaking about alternative forage. <laughs> Just because we didn't have enough of the usual, you know, corn silage, even haylage and the traditional crops, if you will. So as we look at some of these challenges, when we have variation in maturity of plants and, and maybe we're delayed getting to the field or we have things like adverse conditions, high temperatures, or maybe too low temperatures, we get an early freeze. What are some things that producers can do to try to get the best quality forage they can from a silage perspective out of those kind of conditions? Yeah, Aaron, I, th I think I'll just get back to basics. So first, when we think of ensiling, we need uh, the plant with enough sugars that will be the fuel for the fermentation for the ensiling process. And we need the right players. So that'll be the lactic acid bacteria. And since in silence is, is such a you know, natural process, we bring the forage and we put on a pit, pack, cover, and we'll turn silage. But we never know if the right microorganisms are coming from the field. So that's why I also would recommend to use a microbial inoculant. So we got the substrate, we got the right bacteria, adequate moisture, and we get the air out of the system, and it will turn silage. And hopefully with, you know, the base is to retain the majority of the original nutrients and the dry matter. So this brings to the point that another one question that you, uh, you mentioned is like, okay, under these adverse conditions, what should we expect? Well, we have to see what, you know, we have in the field, what we get from Mother Nature. We try to manage the best way possible and for example we think of a of a, a severe drought or drought conditions in this case we don't have enough moisture for the plant to reach their potential the genetical potential either by distribution or amount so we should be expecting some uh, lower yield lower amount of uh, grains or starch for the matter maybe you have like a high load of these you know undesirable microbes such as yeast and molds so i think we, we try to be you know ideally on that recommended stage of maturity corn silage will be hand in hand with the dry matter so it will be something 32 37 percent on dry matter basis when we think of legumes or grasses we try to stay on that vegetative phase because once we move to the reproductive phase of development and the quality goes down like really really fast and not always we can be on that range so i think the you know the take-home message it's monitor the weather scout the fields see how the plants are going what type of uh, challenge you have and still, in the end of the day, it's all the basic steps. You try to be on that recommended maturity or especially dry matter range. So you have just the right amount of moisture for the fermentation. It's not too wet. That will be uh, with seepage and uh, a lot of other issues, other type of fermentations, or either too dry that is going to lead to heating, molding, etc. And uh, when we talk about silage, you know, all the steps of silage making, there isn't like a really magic solution, if you will. All the separate steps of this process, they're equally important. So as I said, you start at 
right stage of maturity, adequate dry matter or moisture range, and then there's chop length, kernel processing, you know, talk about corn or even uh, berry processing on sorghum, if you need to wilt the material in the field or not, then a uh, chop length of these forages, take to the silo, you know, take the time to spread it thinly, layer after layer, so it's going to be better for the packing job, for the packing tractors, have adequate, adequate weight to pack efficiently and get the air out. There's the worst enemy of this process. Then cover as soon as possible and just monitor during storage and do a good like face management. So just remove that amount of forage or the silage from the face and try to win that win against that uh, war against the uh, oxygen penetrating the face. So we know that most of, of uh, even like food we buy in the supermarket, you know, they will be spoiling at some point. I use example with a, with a loaf of bread. We buy a loaf of bread, there is some type of preservative. We look at the ingredients, some uh, calcium propionate or, you know, something there. And it's kind of like on the silage that we have the acids and no oxygen. And it's the same with the bread that's on the bag. So it's the same with the silage. You know, it's exposed to air. We have a lot of nutrients. There's still some acids that are preserving it. But one day sooner or later, we will spoil. Anything else you'd like to highlight on this topic as we point towards wrapping this up? I guess it's, it's I will, or advise people to be aware if somebody's knocking their doors and saying, hey, I have a magical solution for something, or I have a particular product that will make a very poor quality forage turn to be an excellent silage. So those, you know, those things would be nice, but they, they really don't exist. So I would still like rely on any type of technical data or research data uh, get some, uh, have some questions, you know, here in the company, I'm available pretty much to try to help and answer any type of question, but also there are professors at university, extension agents available, so they can always help to work and try to do the best with the condition if, if it's flooding, hail, or drought, or anything like that. And and again, stick to the basics, all the phase of ensiling, and always monitor what you have in the field. So that's going to be the starting point, and that's the fee that you will try to, you know, invest so much in a labor time, uh, on everything, to give to your animals for the next season. Thanks again for joining me today, Dr. Schmidt. Okay, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much, I appreciate it. For more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.ed website. Again, this comes from the 2020 Silage for Beef Cattle Conference, and more information on that can be found at the beef.unl.ed website.